Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast with Aaron Crowley. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, that's me, your host, and I couldn't be more pleased to be with you again for another episode here on the Fab Lab Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving edition. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? There's been a lot of craziness this year, and it may not be over, but we've still got so much to be thankful for. So if you haven't stopped, paused, considered all that you have to be thankful for, I'd su- I suggest you do that. And I just want to wish you uh, you and your family and your company uh, a fantastic Thanksgiving. Now, this is the Thanksgiving weekend edition, so hopefully you've got some time away from the work to consider this very important topic we're going to talk about today, means or end. Now, what do I mean by means or end? Well, to set this up, a couple of weeks ago, I was up in my office, had this topic I was kind of thinking on. It was called the roles that we play, thinking about you know the roles that we play as owners. What roles do we play in the business? And I was kind of jotting some notes down and kind of trying to create an outline, just thinking about this topic, just because it's important. It's what we do. And another question came to mind. I was thinking, okay, what, what roles do we play in the business? And this other question came up, well, what role does the business play in my life? And I thought, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to think on that a little bit. So what role do I play in the business? What role does the business play in my life? And I started scratching some notes out on that. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized you can't separate those two questions. They're, they're interrelated. And the only way that you can answer the question of what role do I or should I play in the business, you, you can't answer that until you answer the kind of role that the business plays in your life. And I thought, wow, that's actually profound. And I realized, and we're going to get to those roles later in the episode, but I realized two very distinct differences that if you boiled it down, what role does the business play in my life? And a critical question to consider on this Thanksgiving weekend. Really important for us to stop long enough to pause and say, what role does the business play in my life? And I discovered that really there's two distinct and separate options. The business can play one of two roles in your life. And, and here's where we get to the means or end. Your business can either be the means to an end outside of work, meaning your business can support and enable a life outside of itself, or the business is the end in and of itself. Means or end, your business can serve a purpose that's bigger than itself and serves you as the owner outside of work in a very meaningful and purposeful way, or your life can revolve around the business because it is the end in and of itself. Now, for those of you who don't know, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, I've owned a fab shop for 22 plus years, and I would have to say that probably 15 of those years were in the latter. My life revolved around the business. I ate slept, drank, worked, thought, dreamed about the business. My life revolved around the business. And here's the great tragedy of that. For those 15 years, there was a whole bunch of life that could have happened outside of work, and I missed it. And here, when you think about this, ladies and gentlemen, stop. Think about this. There is no document recovery function in life. Once the hour is passed, the day is passed, the week is passed, the month, the year, and in some cases, the decades, they cannot be recovered. And so I look back on that time. That's why I'm so passionate about this topic today, because I, the stakes are so high for us to understand this distinction. First, to understand the role that the business plays. 
Then we can talk about the role that we play within the business, but the role that the business plays in our life is important. The long-term effects, the, even the generational effects, the effects that this distinction has on our children going forward are actually going to be felt, ladies and gentlemen. It's that important. Is your business a means to an end? Does it serve your life outside of work or does it require you to serve it? That's the difference between a means and an end. Is it a means to an end or is it the end in and of itself? And we're going to talk about that today. And eventually we'll get to then the roles that we do play as a result of that. But we have to consider that question first. We actually have to choose first. We have to be consciously aware of those two distinct options And then we have to decide which one do we want. And from there, that's going to determine the roles that we play when we do show up at work, okay? So we're going to get into this super important topic. First, I want to just make some very general distinctions, ladies and gentlemen, between the difference. And and, and hear me when I say this. I'm not judging. I, I am not suggesting if you already are beginning to sense, I think I know which... I think I know which purpose my business serves, and it's for me to <laughs> serve it. You, you maybe already have, but do not hear any judgment. I am not suggesting that one is better than the other. I'm not suggesting you should choose one or the other. I'm simply suggesting that you do choose and that you choose consciously. Not by default, not by drifting into this place and looking back and going, gosh, for 15 years, I missed out big time because my life revolved around the business and I didn't understand that I could create intentionally a business that actually served my life so I had a life outside of work. Understand that there's no judgment, ladies and gentlemen. We just need to make that decision consciously. And so this episode is going to help you sort of unpack and, and understand those two distinct different options and then understand how you might fit into those roles so that those outcomes are achieved. Now, you already may be achieving the one you want. That's fine. But I would suggest you continue to listen because this is going to get powerful. So let's begin with the distinctions. Now, I've boiled this down, and I don't want to suggest that there's no overlap in these, but, but, but generally speaking, this is going to be true. These are generally true distinctions about our roles within the business based on which option we're talking about. If your business is a means to an end, if it exists to serve you and your family outside of work, this is going to be generally true. You're going to show up in your role as the owner of the business. Conversely, if you exist to serve the business, if your business is the end in and of itself, meaning everything revolves around the business, then the business owns you. I know that's a strong statement. But it's true. You're either the owner or the business owns you. Those are the distinctions. Next, when we show up in our role, if the business is a means to an end, then we are showing up to work on the business. The converse, the other side of this, if the business exists unto itself, if you exist to serve the business, then you're going to show up and you're going to work in the business. Surely you've heard the difference between those two. Michael Gerber talked about it in the E-Myth. You're either working on the business or you're working in the business. That's the distinction. Number three, if your business is a means to an end, then you as the owner in your role are going to necessarily depend on others in the business. Whereas if the business is the end in and of itself, the business is going to depend upon you, fellow stone shop owner. It depends on you. And that's not to say that there aren't employees in the company, but at the end of the day, you are the foundation. You are the last 
uh, uh, line of defense. It ultimately, in the end, always comes back to you. It depends upon you. That's why you can't leave. <laughs> That's why you can't go to lunch without your cell phone. That's why you can't take vacation without your laptop. It's why you can't go home for a weekend without doing quotes. Now, not, again, I'm not judging, but I want to put this in really stark terms so that it, it, it jars us out of our hypnotic state so that we realize the stakes here so that we can make some conscious choices about the type of business we want and the role that this business plays in our life. And that's going to tell us the role that we need to play in the business, which was the topic of this, this episode to begin with. So let me continue. In a business that is a simply a means to an end, your time in the business is going to be limited. If you're going to have a life outside of work, there has to be clear-cut, distinct, definable boundaries in terms of how much time you will work in the business. The converse of that, the reverse of that, if the business is the end in and of itself, the time is unlimited. There cannot be a limit because for the company to exist, it depends on you. So whatever it requires in terms of a time commitment you must deliver. One has very defined time limits. The other ones has no time limits. The only time limit is that it requires all your time if that's what's necessary. So those are some general broad distinctions between the difference that, or, you know, that, that means the difference between these two options that we have. The role that the business plays in our life. Is it a means to an end, i.e. a life outside of work? Or is the business the end in and of itself and our life revolves around the work? See the distinction there? So now, let's get into the actual roles. That was where I started when I was up here in my office brainstorming. Now I want to get to the meat and potatoes here. And again, hear me say this, ladies and gentlemen. There's no judgment. I am not suggesting you do one or the others. I simply want you to understand how different they are and the implications in the long term. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, you want to look back and go, did I have a life outside of work? And if you didn't, that's fine. You get to live it up to the fullest extent possible, but I just recommend that you do that consciously, that that is a conscious, willful decision. I live for the work 24-7. Great. But for those of you who might want to consider having a life outside of work, or you'd like more work, I'm sorry, more life outside of work, or you'd like more money to spend when you are not at work, let me say to you, let me cast a vision here. It is absolutely possible for you to consciously, purposefully, and intentionally build a business that serves that purpose, that is a means to an end for you and your family outside of the business so that you get to do the things that you want to do. It means you get to experience the things you want to experience. Your kids get to do the things that you want them to be able to experience. Your business can provide that, but you have to understand the differences you have to understand that that requires a conscious, purposeful, intentional approach, whereas the other option, you can accomplish that by default without even thinking about it. Those are the stakes. So let's talk about the distinct roles. Now, I'm going to do these in a, in a list, one at a time. I'm going to talk about the roles that we play or the roles that are necessary to play in a business that is being set up for as a, as a means to an end, and then we'll talk about the list of roles for a business that is the end in and of itself. Generally speaking, for a business that is a means to an end, it's strategic. The role that the owner plays is a strategic role, considering opportunities, being aware of threats, and adjusting the business accordingly. Following that, generally speaking, the owner's role is going to be more of a management, I'm sorry, a management type position. 
there's going to be very little room, very little time in that type of a business for the owner to get into an operating level role, to be doing tactical work that the business depends upon every single day. You see, that's the distinction. An owner that understands this is going to be strategic with this time and is going to have the restraint to say, I cannot afford to get into a position where the business depends upon me to do a tactical operating level position or task that has to be performed every day. Because as soon as that happens, now the business is in control. The owner is no longer in control. So strategic management, that's generally speaking going to define the roles that are played by the owner in a business that is a means to an end. So let's begin at the top. Number one, you're going to occupy a leadership role. You are leading others in this enterprise to an outcome. Now, the cool thing is, is there's lots of people. The majority of the people (laughs) in the marketplace don't want to lead companies. They don't want to own companies. Now, some of them might like they think they want to own them. What most people desire is security and stability and predictability and a decent income, enough money to satisfy their need for security. And so we get this opportunity. There are lots of people that are looking for that kind of a job, and we get to lead them as the owners of the company. They want a paycheck and security. I want a life outside of work. My role is to lead those people in an endeavor that they get what they want, and I get what I want. Now, in a practical sense, getting into some more of the specifics, next on the list is going to be delegation, especially if you're in a, in a period of transition where you're moving from one type of you know, business playing a role into this type of a role where the business is a means to an end. This doesn't happen overnight. You don't snap your fingers and immediately go from this role to that role. It takes time and it takes intention. But these are distinctly different than the roles that you will play in that other type of a business. Delegation. Those individuals that have come to work for your company, there is operating level work that they must do. You have to delegate that work to them effectively. That's not assuming. That's not vaguely insinuating the kind of work. Effective delegation is to clearly communicate what work each role in the business is responsible for performing and then providing clear-cut standards and protocols for producing those results that you want. That is, in essence, delegation. That's what I talked about in my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you'd like to buy a hard cop, you know, hardback copy signed by me, go to AaronCrowley.com and you follow the links and you can buy one and I'll send you one. But that is the, that essentially, delegation is key. Resisting the temptation to do the work yourself, resisting the temptation to believe that if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. I'm sorry, those are not compatible with a business that exists to serve the company, it exists to serve the owner outside of work. You got to learn to delegate effectively. Next, you got to understand leverage. Leveraging your time, understanding again that you can't get sucked into doing work because as soon as you're responsible for work, not only are you required to be there, but the company is now limited by the number of hours that you have to apply to that particular task. Let's just take estimating, for example. That is a task that a lot of owners have a hard time letting go of. They have a hard time delegating that particular task because if it's quoted wrong in the beginning, (laughs) it's sunk. There's nothing you can do to salvage that from a profit standpoint. So a lot of owners will retain that very important task. But let's just say you only have 20 hours a week to devote to that. As soon as the business grows to the point where it could actually do more quotes than can be done in 20 hours by you, the owner, now the company is limited. You have no leverage there. The only thing you have is the amount of time available to dedicate to that task. And thus, the business is limited. But when you understand leverage, this principle, and you combine it with delegation, 
you realize, wow, I can hire somebody that has 40 hours a week to estimate. I've effectively now taken what I know, I've leveraged my knowledge and experience, and I've multiplied it times two. Instead of the 20 hours I had to devote, now I've got somebody doing it 40. And if I'm still doing it 20, then I guess it's 60. But let's not get sucked into that. Let's just assume I've replaced myself by hiring that position. I've delegated that task. And now I've multiplied it. I'm getting 40 hours a week of, quote, capacity for my company. doesn't stop there. I can hire another estimator. Now it's 80 hours a week. I have effectively 4X'd my knowledge by understanding this principle of leverage and realizing I can take what I know I can take my experience and I can expand it infinitely by leveraging what I know and delegating that work to somebody in the company. And now the company itself has no constraints. There's no limit to which it can grow because you can always add capacity. You can always use leverage to expand that within the business. And so that role, understanding leverage, is incredibly important. You're leveraging other people's time. That is a role that you play. You're a leader. You're a delegator and you're a leverager in that capacity. So let's go on. Once you've done that, once you've delegated, once you have leveraged that knowledge and you've delegated that task and somebody's performing it, it doesn't end there. Actually, your work is just beginning because now you have to monitor. You have to make sure you have to ensure that that work that you've delegated is being done correctly and it's being done on time. Whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever the appropriate frequency is for monitoring people's performance in the business, that is your chief role. That will not take care of itself. If you delegate and then go hands-off, it will, on an ongoing basis, reduce in effectiveness, and eventually you will not be getting the, the, the result that the business must have when it's performed. You've got to continue to monitor the performance of that work that you have delegated. And it's very you know similar and secondary to this, is measuring according to the standards that you've established. You have to measure results based on the standards that you have established for all the work within the business so that the business continues to function independently of your direct involvement. Ladies and gentlemen, super critical, super critical. But the extent to which you can do that, the extent to which by leading, delegating, leveraging, monitoring, and measuring performance and results, the reliance that the business has on you as an individual in your role in the business begins to free you up. The business begins to take on a completely different complexion in terms of what it is capable of doing without you. And if the business can do that without you, it is now becoming a means to an end where you're gaining time, which is the most important commodity that you cannot get back. Remember, we talked about that. The extent to which you do this in the business, in this role, as a leader, delegator, leverager, monitor, and measurer, is the extent to which you are acquiring time, and time equals life outside the business. Wow, that's awesome. This one's really important. I saved this till last. This is a strategic, by every measurement, this is a the essence of strategic work within the business, working on the business. When you have time, because you have effectively led and delegated to your team, You have time to not just have time away from the business, but you have time to consider things down the road like opportunities that may be on the horizon or threats or potential difficulties that may be coming. When you have time to see those, number one, number two, consider them, evaluate them, investigate them, 
research them, and then you get to make changes. When you realize if we make changes, we can pursue this opportunity. If we make changes, we can avoid this risky situation or this threat that's coming towards our business. You can make the necessary changes so that the business adapts, evolves, and adjusts as necessary to continue in its role as the means to the end, the means to the life that you want outside of work. That is exciting to me. I get really excited. To me, this is this is so fun to talk about this topic, to, to discuss what is possible within our businesses when we understand these two distinct options available to us. Now, let's talk about the role that we play when the business is the end in and of itself, when our lives revolve around the business, when we live for the work to simply have a business or own a business or say I am a business owner. The roles that we play are very different. And again, no judgment here. We just have to understand that they are very different roles that are going to be played. Now, for some people, they're hardwired to do more technical, tactical work in the business. And that's why they gravitate towards it. So that's why I'm saying there's no judgment here. And I'm not suggesting that you change simply because I'm presenting these two options. You may thrive and love operating in this role where you revolve around the business, where life revolves around the business. This just may be exactly what you need and it may be exactly what you want. I'm just suggesting to you, make sure that that decision is conscious, that you understand it and you say, that is what I want. So now let's get into this role. Whereas the previous role is strategic and management oriented, this role is going to be tactical and operational, meaning you're involved in a work that actually gets the countertop sold and installed. By and large, you're going to be involved at most levels of the business during that operational sort of progression from quote to sale to schedule to template to cutting to fa- you know fabbing and installation and then servicing and then hopefully eventually collecting. You're going to be involved on some level at every stage of that process. And so by and large, critical tasks you're going to be intimately involved with, like quoting. Like I said earlier, that's a task that a lot of owners have a hard time delegating. Templating is another one because if it's not templated right, everything else is wrong from then on out and we start over from scratch. So a lot of owners will retain that. I want to run the digital templater. I've talked to guys that tell me about how the fact that they're in there on the weekends programming the CNC. Well, if your life revolves around the business, most likely you will find, and there obviously are exceptions to this, you will find that the owner will find himself functioning in those critical roles, the programmer of the machine, not necessarily operating it, but programming it. Critical functions that he cannot bring himself to delegate to somebody else in the company. And that is why his life or her life revolves around the business because the business depends upon them to do that tactical operational work in the interest of actually getting the countertop installed for the customer as promised. So he can't leave. She can't leave. And she has to answer her phone. And she has to produce that quote in the evening. And she has to take her laptop on vacation. Again, no judgment. It's just a simple fact of understanding these roles and why they exist and why they're different. So you got to understand that the role that the owner is going to play in this type of business is going to be largely fulfilling critical functions that are necessary for the continuation and existence of the business in the interest of continuing the existence of the business, making another countertop, making another countertop, making another countertop, bid it, sell it, install it, collect on it. 
that's great. The owner is going to be involved. Those roles are going to be very technical, very tactical, very operational, very detail-oriented. Most likely, the owner in that type of a business is going to be the most technically capable person in the company. Let me, let me play this out for you from a scheduling standpoint. Oftentimes, this is what happens. The phone rings. Customer says, yeah, you templated my job three weeks ago. Can you tell me when it's going to be installed? Person on the phone goes, well, good question. Let me go ask. They go ask someone in the shop. Now I have no idea. Why don't you ask install? They go ask the install, maybe the lead guy, maybe the manager, whatever. Do you know when this job installs? No, I have no idea. Ultimately, in the end, because the owner either sold it or scheduled the template and did the template, the owner is going to be the one that ultimately makes the final decision on when that job is going to install. Now, that's a microcosm of the business at large because if the business revolves around, if the business depends upon the owner at every level of production in a technical sense, then every decision at the end of the day is ultimately going to wind up at the owner's, on the owner's desk. When's this going to install? What should we do about this problem? Hey, boss, the machine's not running. Hey, this template doesn't make sense. Hey, the customer's not happy with the installation. Every one of those tactical decisions is ultimately going to end up on the owner's desk and the owner has to deal with it. Those critical functions, they're going to be the final word, the deciding factor. In every scenario, the owner has to play a role because they are the technically the most capable person in the business. They are the highest authority, and they're the final word. And so, again, no judgment. That's just fact. And that's why the business can't sustain itself without the owner being there. And that's why the owner's life revolves around the business and why the, oftentimes there is no life outside of the business. Not only do they eat, sleep, drink the business they dream and oftentimes they have nightmares about the business it's 24 7 there's no escape that's the stakes ladies and gentlemen to get to the end of our life or to get the end of a stage of life and look back and go wow i gave it all to make countertops what do you want to choose ladies and gentlemen what role is your business going to play in your life what role do you want the business to play in your life the role that you play is secondary. The role is what you're willing to do and what you must do for what it is that you ultimately want. If you want a life that revolves around the business, the role that you're going to play is largely tactical and operational. If you want your business to produce a life for you outside of work, the work that you do, the role that you play is going to be largely strategic and managerial. Question is, is what do you want? And actually, a brief aside, a teaser for a couple episodes from now, I'm, doing a, I'm going to do a podcast on this very subject. What do you want in your life? That question actually has to be asked first and answered before you can say what kind of business you want that makes that possible. But for this purpose right now, let me end with this. Why this is so important to stop and consider this, because there's this, there's this reality. We can drift into a place where we, where we essentially are on autopilot. We don't have to even think anymore. We just show up and we do our job and we go home and we do it over again and do it over again and do it over again. And we become so accustomed and so familiar with that existence, with that experience, that it, we, we're just operating on autopilot. And days, weeks, months, and even years and decades can go by and we don't realize what we're missing. We don't realize what's happening. But for us to avoid that, for us to correct that, for us to change the course of history in our own lives and for our families and those that will follow us, we cannot live in that hypnotic state. We have to live in a state of awareness. we got to be consciously aware 
of what it is that we're doing, what it is that I want, how does my business support that, and then what is the role that I have to play to make that possible. Ladies and gentlemen, I just simply want to present to you the stakes <laughs> that exist when we consider this. I, I know stone shop owners. I know this industry, and I know this business. It, 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 it chews people up and spits them out, wears people out on every level. And ladies and gentlemen, what I am excited about is the opportunity to just bring this topic to the forefront of your mind so that you can become consciously aware of the stakes and that you have the opportunity to choose the life that you want, to actually consider, what do I want outside of work? And what role do I want to play when I'm in work? And can I arrange those in such a way that when I look back, I go, wow, I did it right. I built a business that allowed me to live the life that I wanted to live, to experiencing the things I wanted to experience, to do the things I wanted to do, to have the things I wanted to have because I consciously built a business that enabled that versus, wow, I made a lot of countertops and I don't have much else to show for it. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the stakes. And we're going to talk about this topic in a subsequent episode. So make sure you continue to tune in. I got I got so many interviews lined up, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a fantastic season here on the Fab Lab Podcast. But in closing, I just want to do this. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators. As you, as you take this time away from work, contemplate. Thank the people you need to thank. And in your own mind, just become consciously aware of all that you have to be thankful for. And until the next episode, happy fabricating.